Welcome to No Red Pen, the podcast that helps you make the most out of educational technology in your classroom. This week, Google Expeditions lives. Yes, it is now on the Google Arts and Culture website and app. So let's go. So as a little refresher, in November of 2020, Google announced that Google Expeditions would, the app would go away in June of 2021. They cited low usage, and I've talked before on this podcast, go back to episode one, where I talked about how the the Expeditions kits were unwieldy. They were very difficult for teachers to use on iPads. I loved them, and I think they're awesome on iPads, but it's going away. By the way, Google Tour Creator, not part of this episode. That is gone, and I will tell you a lot of people are saying, hey, we have a replacement. We have a replacement for Tour Creator. What I will say is this. I don't want to offend anyone in that space. It's a very high bar to clear to get a tool that has all of Google Street View and is free for making Google Expedition. So Google Tour Creator, that tool you could use to make your own, I haven't found an adequate replacement for it yet. I will say I've been using Google Earth Projects because in Google Earth Projects, when you add a location, the students can click Street View. So in theory, it has that. I I get it. It's not the same. But Google Earth Projects right now is my recommended replacement for Google Tour Creator. All right. Let's talk about Google Expeditions now live on the Google Arts and Culture website. A little warning. This is I think this is a work in progress because as of today, Tuesday, July 6, 2021. Neither Google for Education nor Google Arts and Culture have tweeted about this. There's not been a keyword blog post about it. And what I'm noticing is that the number of expeditions available at Google Arts and Culture has fluctuated between 410 and 421 over the last few days. And that number keeps changing ever so slightly. So I think that this is kind of a work in progress. I think more expeditions may arrive there. But it is what it is. All right. So I will tell you as of July 6th how if you want to plan for next year, for teaching next year, maybe you teach summer school and you want to use Google Expeditions, I will tell you how you get started. All right. First thing on the website. Unfortunately, I've criticized the arts and culture website for a lack of organization before. That still holds true. It is a very disorganized website. What I'm going to tell you is that there is a path to take to Expeditions and that path is this. You go to the Google Arts and Culture homepage. You want to look at that three-line menu in the upper left. I like to call that the veggie burger menu. My vegan bias slips in there. Click on that and then click themes. Why themes? I don't know, but themes. Then scroll down and you'll see the words somewhere in there. Learn with Google Arts and Culture. That's what you're looking for. So click on learn with Google Arts and Culture. Then scroll down a little bit and you'll see some text that says, take all the field trips, where will you go? And there's a view button. When you click that view button, that's when you then get to all the Google, right now it's 400-ish Google Expeditions. There's a search field that only searches for Google Expeditions content, which is really nice because if you're anywhere else in the arts and culture website, it will search it will bring up those results but it'll bring up those results with all other google arts and culture content so it's not super useful uh, a couple other things there is a mobile app for google arts and culture but it, with that there is no path to go you just have to search and then you know you search french revolution and there's a google art there's an expedition for it but you have to you know find it amongst the other search results so it's a little it's a little hard to use anyway so that's that. By the way, all these tips will be, I have a blog post accompanying this episode, 
So just go to TomMalini.com and or TomMalini.com slash podcast, and you will have the link to this blog post. So this is all in narrative form. I have some images, some screen captures to help you. All right, let's talk about viewing Google Expeditions in Google Arts and Culture. So what you'll see is that they each have a front page. There are some icons on those front pages. Uh, one of them is the heart icon. That puts, if you click that, that puts the expedition in your favorites. And favorites is very easy to get to in arts and culture. In, in both the mobile app and the website, there's just a button that says favorites. So anything you want to use with students, click that heart, get it into, into favorites. There's also, there's a link, there's Facebook and Twitter sharing. But most importantly, there's a share button that brings you options that include share to classroom. So that is super, super nice. Now, when you view these on the web, you will see that it involves a lot of scrolling and it's a lot of down scrolling. To advance, you click the down arrow. Um, there is a back arrow to go from, you know, if you've made it to the seventh out of 10 scenes and you want to go back up to the fifth and sixth scene, there's an up arrow, but it doesn't appear by default. You either have to take your two fingers on a Chromebook trackpad and then just kind of touch the trackpad with the two fingers. That will bring you that up arrow. The other thing you can do is if you have a mouse with a scrolling ball, touch, start rolling that scrolling ball and it will bring up that up arrow. I wish that up arrow was present for, every, you know, if you were just scrolling, but it's not. You have to do that two finger tri trick or the, the scroll wheel. I don't know why that is. Something that's really nice is that the text. So remember that text that we as teachers would read to students when we were lead, leading an expedition? Your students either got that when you said it or they didn't. Well, now that text is there on the screen. So that means that text is always visible to students. So that makes it more accessible to them. That is really, really nice. You can always ask your students to look for something in that text or ask a question about what's in that text or your students. So that is a huge win for students. One other thing, you know, when you looked at a Google Expedition before, whether it be with the VR viewers, VR headsets, or an iPad, it's using what's called the gyroscope. That means when you move the iPad up, you're going to see the sky. And when you move it down, you're going to see the ground, right? On the arts and culture website, and with the iPad too, I've played with the iPad, the gyroscope does not get engaged. The only way to to you know move around the 360 image is with your finger or to scroll with your mouse. All right. The one exception to that that I've seen is on my Android phone. On my Android phone, with both the Arts and Culture app and just going to the Chrome browser on my Android phone, there is a way to you click a little button and it will bring up your gyroscope. So that's kind of nice, but that's only for Android phones. I know. You know, maybe you have Android phones as part of your old kits, but just so you know. Okay, the other thing, those remember those pop-ups? Remember you there'd be little points in a scene where you could direct it to pop-up? Well, now, as best I can tell looking at the exhibitions, those pop-ups are just on the screen. So there'll be a little image, uh, and it's just right there. So it's just on the screen with the rest of the content. Now, here's what I would say about expeditions now. It is now student-centered. Before it was teacher-centered. The teacher literally guides and points you in the right directions. Now this is student-centered. This, from a pedagogical perspective, I get it. The bells and whistles, The immerse, it's not as immersive and it's not as exciting and not ooh and ah, but from a pedagogical perspective, this is better because kids can always access it.
right? Doesn't matter where they are, as long as they have an internet connection and a web browser, they can access it. They can see that text. They can go through at their own pace. They can review it, right? Now, if you insist you want to control what they see and when they see it, you can always project this on your smart board or whatever your, your classroom display is, right? Because this is web-based content, so you can always do that. Now, what I would say is if you do that, please do that and then put, use that share to classroom button and let kids look around on their own. Now, of course, remember, you can always just design questions, prompts, group tests like you would for any digital resource. Um, but it is student-centered now. I really like this. The way to use this content with students is the same way to use the old Google Expeditions app. Small groups. Small groups is the key here. If I'm the teacher in the classroom, I'm going to share this out in classroom. I'm going to call up groups. And with those small groups, we're going to open it together. We're going to explore it together. I'm going to point out things to them. Will I control every single screen? No. At the same time, we're going to have a very nice conversation with this as a scaffold and a resource to use. Use this in small groups, and I think it will be rather beneficial for students because they will still have that 360 window into the scenes. Let's talk about what this is and what this isn't. Understand that now, Google Expeditions are pages on the World Wide Web. No more, no less. So there's no downloading, there's no leading, even though, yes, there is a mobile app in Google Arts and Culture, but that app is only for searching for and viewing expeditions. There's no leading, no guide, that's all gone. So just, that's gone now, right? You're going to use expeditions content like you would any other resource. So let's dive into some pros and some cons. So one pro, uh, we'll do pros and then cons. One, it is student-centered now. I love that about this. I think that is such an improvement. Next pro, narration text is now visible for students to read. so much easier for them to process and actually learn from that text. There is a share to classroom button. How great is that? Students can view their ex view expeditions at their own pace. I would suggest this is going to work best by far on touchscreen Chromebooks, on touchscreen laptops, and iPads too, because then it's tactile, you use your finger to navigate around the screen, that will definitely be the best experience for students. Uh, it's another reason why if your students have devices, I hope they're touch screens, it's just a nicer experience for kids. Uh, teachers can display expeditions on their classroom display screens, which is something you could not do before, and I know that's teacher-centered, but even if you're you know, going on with your lesson and students are doing stuff you can always leave it up there uh, something something interesting just leave it up there it can now be displayed the other thing that I really do like is the favorites feature that you can click that heart icon and I think that's true of any arts and culture content but you click that heart icon and then the expedition is saved to your favorites so that's really cool all right so there are some cons and I already said you know it's not as immersive you know you use those VR headsets it's an immersive experience. It's really, really cool. That factor is gone. Let's be honest. So that's gone. Um, the other things I, I'm, I think are cons are the navigation on the arts and culture website uh, and, in, and the app especially where you can only just search. That's all you can do. Uh, I wish it was more organized or that expeditions 
was integrated into the organizational design of the arts and culture website. Maybe they will improve that. Another con is that the URLs that you generate are only to the beginning of the expedition itself. There are no URLs to specific scenes. So I would love, as a teacher, I would love to have a way, if there's a seven-scene expedition and I really want my kids to look at scene five, I would love to have a URL just to scene five. I, I hope that's an improvement that's coming in the future. One other thing I'm noticing that I don't like at the moment is expeditions don't embed on websites. So playing with that sharing link in Google Sites, and I've done this in WordPress too, sometimes it will give me the, that thumbnail preview. It's a, it's a professional looking preview, but what I really want is just the whole expedition in the Google Sites. So if I'm making, say, a French Revolution website for my students for that unit, if I could embed that expedition right there and that expedition is always visible to students who are looking at my website, that would be great. But right now they're not embedding on websites, so that I want to see. And the last big con that I'll say is there are fewer expeditions. Uh, right now it's only 400 or so. I look back at that old, remember that spreadsheet of expeditions? There were 981 on the spreadsheet. and Right now it's only about 400 or so. I tend to think they'll probably add more. I hope so. And I've seen that number fluctuate over the last four days or, or so. So hopefully we will get more than just 400 or so expeditions. Now, I know if you have those expeditions kits, uh, yeah, I mean, I would. my big suggestion with expeditions kits now would be VR, uh, YouTube 360 videos. Those, to me, that's where you're going to get your best bang for the buck. Uh, Vera Cabero. Uh, here in North Carolina, she has a nice, uh, it's like a wakelet resource with a lot of ideas for repurposing VR kits in a post-Google uh, expedition and post-COVID world. It is linked in my blog post, so I suggest you take a look at that. Well, that's a rundown. Like I said, this is I think this is in progress, so I think we may be updating this. But for now, I would say if you're a teacher, check it out. Check out the blog post, tomalini.com. Have a look at it and see what you think about these expeditions and how you might use them if they fit with your content. And I will say a lot, a lot of the science content that I used back in the day with kids, uh, that is still there. Some of the history content seems to have gone away. Not all of it, but a lot of the science content that I use with kids seems to have made it like you know the solar system expedition, the photosynthesis expedition. So have a look, dive in, and best of luck with that. If you want me to come to your school, I will come and deliver professional development around Google Expeditions, Google Earth, and My Maps, or whatever educational technology your teachers could benefit from. Please have a look at my website and my Twitter at Tom E. Mullaney, and feel free to get in touch about professional development opportunities. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. See you next week.